0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world.
1: What is up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Morning Grind. I am Grant. I am not Stevie TPFL. I am taking over for him. He is currently out of town. But we got baseball. We got me. We got Keith. How are you doing there, Keith? I'm doing good, man. We've got a a nice big
2: slate here, and we've got some crazy pitching pricing. Uh, We'll get into it, but there's a couple of guys that are just clearly overpriced, a couple of guys that are clearly underpriced. Um, but yeah should have plenty of options anywhere throughout the salary range so yeah big slate lots to look at here
1: oh yeah yeah so let's just break right in we'll start off with the first game on the slate we got the rockies going up against the nationals rockies are a dog minus 103 nationals minus 115 nine total in this game big old total even though it's not being played in colorado gomber versus sanchez let's start off with gomber any interest in him at 7.7k
2: no, not at that price tag. Um, there's just so many options on the slate. I think we can be pretty picky on on where we go with pitching. Uh, I don't think we'll need Gombert today.
1: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of immediate cross-offs with me, and this is one of them. No real need to play him. Big total here. Not going to touch him. And then Sanchez on the other side. I mean, Aaron Sanchez has been doing this a long time, and still, years later, I have no interest in him.
2: Yep. Still bad. Uh, Colorado is one of my favorite stacks on the slate, so we can definitely move on from Sanchez.
1: All right. Well, sell me on Colorado. I mean, they're not cheap, but this is a high total game here.
2: Yeah, definitely not cheap. You you do have to pay for them. And Bryant went on the IL, so it, it's not a great lineup. Um, but the, there are some solid bats here and Aaron Sanchez is, is not a good pitcher. He's only striking out about 11% of guys this year. Um, like, it's not comfortable to roster some of the names from Colorado, but Gritchick stands out as one of my favorite at 4300 Blackman has had a, a down year as he's kind of reached the twilight of his career at $5,200. Uh, McMahon is probably my favorite option at $5,400. Crone uh, is expensive, but he's, he's certainly in play as well. Um, the, I don't love the pricing here, but I think that the price leaves them pretty low owned uh, when we look at some of the other stuff available on the slate. And I like this spot for them quite a bit just because of the matchup against Sanchez.
1: Yeah. I mean, we got one, we got a few cheap pitchers on the slate that are highly viable. So looking at top price stacks is is actually pretty easy to do on this slate, but I'm kind of right there with you. I think the Rockies will go a little bit under owned in this spot, solid overall matchup going up against Sanchez. I'm right there with you. What about over on the other side with the nationals with a 4.7 implied total?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think Gomber is a pretty decent pitcher, obviously getting, Getting out of Coors is a boost to him. Um, Washington is a decent pitcher's park, or I'm sorry, hitter's park, uh, but kind of towards neutral. I I like Washington. I don't know that they'll be one of my higher own stacks. Um, Just their best hitters, obviously lefty lefty, Uh, and he's he's come up a little bit. He was too cheap yesterday, but he's up to five K now. That's still a little underpriced, but now he's got the lefty lefty matchup. I mean, Nelly Cruz against a lefty, you can always play him. He's only thirty seven hundred. Um, he's definitely fallen off from his prime Josh Bell I don't mind at 4k um, Ruiz at, at 4,500 is a, is a decent catch, catching option a little pricey but Washington's the middle of the road stack for, for me I, I would get to them in like 20 lineups um, but if I was just playing single entry or three max I probably wouldn't get to Washington
1: I, I'm, I, I really like them Matt. Um, like Soto is just way too underpriced considering He's 5K. I mean, it's 98% humidity out in uh, Washington tomorrow. A little chance of rain. But Bell, Cruz, Soto, Lane Thomas, He's leaning off, like all very solid options going up against Gomber. I'm I'm kind of on the Washington stack. And if you want to round out with Franco, Hernandez, Robles, Escobar, and, and really anyone in this line to round out with some cheap bats, if you want to pay up for one of these studs that we'll get to soon. I, I don't mind it. Um, let's move on to the next game here. we got Baltimore going up against Boston. Big old total here, nine and a half. Braddish versus Whitlock. We'll start off with Braddish here. Kid's good, or going to be good. Kidd's got a lot of promise, had only one good outing this year. But 5.7 total, bad hitters ball, or bad pitchers ballpark. I don't think I could play him at this price tag.
2: Yeah, there, there's some other cheap options here. Um, Whitlock on the other side, I like a little bit better. Uh, and a couple more down the slate a little bit, so... I like Braddish. Tough matchup against Boston. Boston's been just absolutely crushing the ball here recently. They went through a bad, bad stretch there where they they were underperforming, but it looks like they're back now. Story's been on a tear. Uh, they put up a bunch of runs yesterday. Boston looks like they're firing on all cylinders, looking like the offense we kind of expected. So probably be off of Braddish as well.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side, yeah, you mentioned Whitlock. I, I like him. I mean, Baltimore, pretty decent strikeout matchup, not the greatest hitting team in the world. I know it's not a great ballpark. Whitlock, he's a guy that, I mean, he's been a little bit hit or miss, but the strikeout stuff is generally there. Not going to go horribly late into the game, but even going 80 pitches, he can, he can get it done. So 6.8, I think he's on the list of guys who can start in the lower tier today.
2: Yep. I completely agree with you. I think you nailed it. 29% K is for Whitlock. You're only going to get about 80 pitches out of them, but you're getting a discount on the price. Uh, this is, if, if he were throwing 90, 95 pitches, he could be in that 8K price range. So I, I'm fine with him at 6,800. He, he could easily rack up a strikeout per, per inning or better against this Baltimore team. Love the matchup. Not a great park, um, but I think that he'll be able to handle this Baltimore team. Love the price on Whitlock
1: yep yep and then I'm probably staying away Baltimore is fine like for the price tag Hayes Mullins Mancini Santander Mountcastle all s- decent options uh, the, the problem is I don't think we need to save money on this slate and Whitlock's a solid overall pitcher but if you need a cheap stack I think they're they're fine as a cheap stack but that's really it. you're just getting the salary savings
2: yeah it's fine I don't mind it but not not something i'll be looking to do like you said you can save some money at pitching today and that's been a little bit rare this year like i think spending up for pitching has been the right way to play so far to this point but this this slate in particular there's a couple of cheap guys that that we can look to um so we won't need the cheap value bats near as much as we have
1: yeah and then on the other side boston probably top stack on the slate story just hit another home run um nice. as we're doing this so there's your hey, little time some, thing. some guy
2: i know called uh a story double dong in the uh the expert survey today or,
1: is it you uh,
2: it might have been me yes uh you must be a <laughs> smart one but
1: yeah i mean literally everyone in this line just play them all
2: yeah I, they're they're on fire like i mentioned um story's been on a tear kike homer today or yes last yesterday Um, he's only 3,500 Verdugo had a bunch of hits he's 3,300 like they're just too cheap Um, Devers at 5,800 one of the top options like yeah just a a super talented offense who is firing on all cylinders right now Uh, Bradish is going to be a good pitcher but not quite there yet Baltimore bullpen doesn't scare me great ballpark fire up Boston
1: all right let's move on to the next game we got Cleveland going up against Detroit seven total in this game Guardians minus 167 favorite Bieber versus Fado start off with Bieber. Nine K seems a little bit too cheap in a matchup versus the Tigers. Am I, am I missing something here?
2: You are not missing something. This is another reason. Like we don't have, like there are 10, 10 K to 11 K pitchers that we can pay for. And I, and I will be doing that a little bit in tournaments, but Bieber is the clear cash game option. Um, Probably a thousand dollars too cheap with a great matchup against Detroit. Um, K's are down a little bit, but it's kind of come back here recently. He did have 10 in his last one. Strikeout rates up to 24% on the year. So it seems like he's trending in the right direction. Uh, Bieber is is a clear cash game pitcher for me today.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side, not an easy match going up against Cleveland. hasn't been great so far this year. He is cheap, but there's other guys in this range. I mean, I'm not against it. Probably only going to get 90 pitches. Not going to strike out a ton of guys, but he can get the job done. But I just think there's better options in this range.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think there's better options as well. Um, Another talented young pitcher, but the the strikeouts aren't exactly where we were, want them to be at this point. On a different slate, I think he would absolutely be in play. Um, the matchup against Cleveland is not great; they don't strike out a ton. um So yeah, I I agree. There are other pitchers in the six K range that I would prefer.
1: Yep, yep, and then Cleveland bats. I mean, it's not great hitting weather. know hasn't been awful; he just hasn't been good. I I don't know. I mean, Jose Ramirez always in play for me. But I don't really see too much else I'm liking here.
2: Yeah, Cleveland's offense is is difficult in that they they're a bunch of like contact guys without a ton of power, especially with Franmil now on the the IL. There's just not a ton of power to chase in this lineup. So while I think it's a, a decent spot to attack, it's Jose Ramirez as a one-off, and that's that's probably about it. A Naylor is cheap at 3,800. I guess you could add like an Owen Miller or Ahmed Rosario to make it a three-man stack, but I probably wouldn't be full stacking it.
1: Yeah, and then on the other side, Detroit. I mean, really, the only argument you man, you can make is game theory, and they're cheap. Like this is not a good spot here. Yeah, Heber no, is good, and they're the this Detroit offense has just not been great this year. Yeah, I I
2: don't think you need to attack probably the best pitcher on the slate on a on a slate this big. There's going to be other ways that you can gain leverage and and get different in your lineup. So I'd be out on Detroit against Beaver.
1: All right, let's move on to the next game. We got Philly going up against the Mets Carrasco falter um, seven or eight total in this game. Potential rain issues here, um, but I know weatherman will wait on Roth for that. Uh, Let's start off with falter going up against the Mets low strikeout team. Any interest in him at 7,800 or 7,300? I mean, I think
2: that he's okay. Another pretty decent young pitcher, Um, but it's the Mets. I I don't love the matchup against the Mets. Um, This slate with as many pitching options as we have, don't think we'll need to be going here.
1: Yeah, plus you're always worried about his pitch count. I mean, he only made, I think, one start this season, got 65 Pitches so might get up to eighty in this spot here. I don't yeah. think that's going to get it done on this slate for seven point three k. What about Carrasco over on the other side? Been pretty hit or miss so far this season. Matching versus the Phillies isn't great. Um, any interest in him?
2: I don't love the price tag here. Uh, I think they're like Bieber at nine thousand. I would much rather play. There's some pitchers just above that ninety five hundred price tag that I think have far more upside. Like Carrasco got off to a a good start this year, but he's kind of fallen back to earth. Um, The strikeouts have come down. He's he's all the way down around 21% now for the season. Um, Just don't love this matchup. Just a tough spot against Philly. Uh, Probably out on Carrasco at 9,500.
1: Yeah, Yeah, me too. Uh, What about the Philly bats over on the other side? Carrasco's a solid overall pitcher. I don't think I want to play him or play Philly bats, but I mean, Hoskins, Harper Castellanos, like Harper is a little expensive, but Hoskins and Castellanos probably a little too cheap.
2: Yeah. I agree with the Hoskins, Hoskins and Castellanos call real Muto had been really struggling. He did hit a home run last night, finally. So he looks like he's breaking out of it. His price tag at 30, 3,800 is, is pretty attractive, but yeah, probably not a spot I'm looking to stack the Phillies just because Carrasco is a, a pretty decent pitcher. Um, just because i don't want to play him doesn't mean that i want to attack him so i don't mind a couple of one-offs maybe maybe make it a mini stack a secondary type of stack but not not one of my main teams today
1: yep and then on the other side the mats and falters got some got some talent um i think you can obviously go with lindor alonzo Marte, um canna if he's in the lineup there with a platoon split a little cheap at 3200 but i mean overall it's 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 a mediocre stack to me. Yeah, I, I agree.
2: It's mediocre. The ballpark we didn't mention either. It's it's in Citi Field in yeah. New York, so tough ballpark to hit. Um, tough ballpark for home runs. Obviously, you can play Alonzo in any park, um, but I, I don't love the stack either. I think Falter's got some talent. Um, just, yeah, the ballpark is, is what's going to take me off the stack ultimately.
1: All right, just motoring on through. We got the next game here. We got the Yankees going up against the Rays. Tyon versus Springs seven and a half total in this spot here. Let's start off with tie on 9,200. I mean, Rays decent strikeout matchup, but that price tag is just a little bit too high for me.
2: Yep, he, This is another one of the guys that's over overpriced. Um, I, just not enough strikeouts from tie on 19% on the season. There are some strikeouts in this Tampa Bay lineup. So I don't know if he was 8,200, I'd be all about it. But at 9,200, he's just not going to get enough strikeouts to match somebody like a Bieber in the same range. Um, I'm out on tie-in.
1: All right, and then Springs on the other side, probably going to pitch around 80 pitches. Guys got been pretty solid so far this year, going up against a tough matchup in the Yankees. I mean, granted, they're without Donaldson, they're without Stanton right now. So a little bit of a watered-down lineup here. Any interest in him at just 6,300?
2: I do have a little interest in Springs. He's another one of these guys in the 6K range. I think he can make work today. He's been really good since they've started stretching him out here. Um, up to seven Ks in his in his last start, eighty pitches, like you mentioned. That's probably about his max. I'm not sure what he has left in the in the tank beyond eighty, but at 6,300, um, basically you're just you're hoping he outscores out, outscores Whitlock or um, Gray, who's down in this range as well. But I think he's in play. It is a difficult matchup. you mentioned some of the injuries on the Yankees. I think that that does help Springs here. Um, And there's some strikeouts throughout the rest of the lineup. Like if you get a gallo in there at lefty lefty with Springs, that that certainly helps. Um, Yeah. I I think you can take some shots here.
1: Yep. Yep. Right there with you. I mean, it's just that price tag. I mean, I'm I'll probably end up double barreling low price pitchers and with gray with Whitlock and with Springs. Mm -hmm. A decent for all the
2: bats yeah if, yep. if this game was in yankee stadium i probably wouldn't wouldn't do it but because it's in tampa great pitchers park um i think that limits the and the yankees have some injuries too which helps so you're, you're taking the yankees out of their hitter friendly park and and they're dealing with some injuries in the lineup I'm, I'm totally fine with springs
1: yep and then i'm probably staying away from yankees bats i mean I, I i have no problem playing judge any day like the guy is just crushing it has platoon split here um but outside of him, like, it's not a good ballpark. This is a watered-down lineup. There are some cheap bats, but I, I just like – Anyhar, 2100 maybe uh, just because of that price tag. But, again, you don't really need it today. Yeah, I, Springs
2: is talented. Tampa Bay's bullpen is pretty talented. Um, yeah, tough ballpark to hit in. Uh, I, don't, I don't like the Yankees today.
1: Yeah, and then I'm kind of out on the Rays on the other side there. I mean, there's a few cheap bats, but the bats I want – Diaz Franco Rosarina all over 5k so I just can't justify paying that price tag for those guys with uh, going up against a average above average pitcher and tie yeah it and then they got the Yankees bullpen behind it I, I just I, I can't justify paying these price tags for him
2: agree with you completely tyon is a, is a strong pitcher a uh, low walk rate so not going to have a ton of traffic on the bases um big price tags tough hitters park agree I'm I'm out on Tampa
1: all right we're moving on here we've got Miami going up against Atlanta eight and a half total Rodgers versus Ian Anderson let's start off with Rodgers has not been great so far this season has really struggled his price tags all the way down to 7400 I mean the guy's got good stuff but I don't think I can I don't think I can play him on this slate. Like I might take a shot on a different one, on a smaller one with less good pitching options, but I just, I, maybe he'll get together eventually like we've seen in the past, but right now he just doesn't look great.
2: Yeah. You nailed it. Um, I would on a different slate. I would be absolutely all about gambling on him, figuring it out in this start at 7,400. And it's be, like Acuna has been banged up and the Braves without Acuna have struck out at the highest rate in baseball. So I would definitely be all about attacking this spot with Rogers, even though he's been struggling if it were a different slate, but I think there's three or four options priced below him. There's plenty of high ceiling options up in the top range. Um, I agree. I just don't think that, that I'm going to get to him on the slate because of how many options there are.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side, Ian Anderson interests me a little bit. I mean, it's match versus Miami. There's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. He was struggling at the beginning of the season with a bunch of walks, but has been better over the last few games. I think that he makes an interesting. Uh, pro- I mean, he's going to come in what, like, three percent owned here. Yeah, I think he will because of the the cheap guys we talked
2: about. There's guys above him. Um, I think he will be low owned. I don't know if I could do. He's kind of in that same conversation with Rogers. Like, I think they're they're better pitchers than they've shown this season, and either of them could turn it around. I just I don't know that I need to bank on it being today um, when there are so many options so i don't mind anderson i wouldn't i wouldn't try to talk you off of it good matchup with miami um just not sure how much i'll be able to get with the other options here
1: yeah and then on the other side miami bats i mean anderson's looked better recently i don't i don't, don't want to pay over 5k for solaire like maybe jazz is a one-off but really nothing stands out here
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and jazz has
1: been dealing with that injury. So probably zaps
2: it's been a hamstring or some soft tissue, I think. So really concerned about the stolen base upside that typically gives him plenty of fantasy value. Um, yeah, there's just, there's not, not much to like here. Anderson is a decent pitcher who seems to be figuring it out.
1: Yeah. And then on the other side, Braves, I, I love the top of the line Riley Ozuna. Swanson, Albies, I don't even mind Matt Olson in a lefty-lefty matchup. Like I said, Rodgers has really struggled so far this season, um, giving up a decent amount of home runs. He's given up six in his last four starts. It's in Atlanta. It's going to be decent hitting weather. Like I, I think Atlanta is one of the top stacks on the slate, and I think that top of the lineup are some of the best plays on the slate
2: nice yeah I, I agree with you on albies and riley for sure they're they're a little bit underpriced for this matchup um, especially if rodgers continues to struggle i hate that the catching is expensive you got, got william contreras at 5300 or darno they might both be in the lineup darno's at 4800 so don't love the pricing on those guys but albies riley swanson i could certainly be talked into that stack um don't even don't mind Olsen lefty lefty like you mentioned so I don't know that I'd put them in at the top of my list but I they're definitely in play for me I'll have some exposure
1: all right moving on to the next game just rolling right on through we got the Royals going up against the Twins we have an eight total Twins one a one favorite Keller versus over let's start off with Keller I I just don't play Brad Keller He, he, he can occasionally get A seven inning game in where he gives up no runs and does decent but he struggled over the last few outings he just got gave up four runs last time he played minnesota we'll get you late into the game but i mean overall not a great fantasy pitcher in my opinion
2: yeah there's just no strikeouts here 15 percent strikeout rate on the season um the price tag is fine like you said you'd be looking for a long strike with low run prevention. Um, And I'm just not sure that's enough on this slate because of how many good options we have. Like if he gives you seven innings of one run baseball and strikes out four or five, is that, is that enough at seven K? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that it is. So um, because that type of an outing, won't get me to the top of the tournament. I'll pass on Keller.
1: Yeah. And then Ober on the other side, I mean, he's just not going to go late enough into the game. I mean, the guy's a solid pitcher, but seeing it, 8k for a guy that's probably only going to go 80 pitches may get you to five maybe six innings I mean there's worse things you can do but you're just not getting enough upside at this price tag to make them worth it
2: yep completely agree it looks like the the there's a hard cap of 80 as well he has not hit 80 pitches all season long so like you said somewhere between four and five innings is probably your likely outcome um not enough strikeouts here to um, want to do it, especially against Kansas City, who's a, who's a low strikeout opponent. So um, 8, 8K is too much for over.
1: Yeah, and then uh, the Royals bats. I mean, over is still a solid pitcher. Like, he's just not going to go late into the game. If I'm going to go with anyone, I'm probably rolling with a lefty. And just none of the lefties really stand out here. I mean, you can go O'Hearn for super cheap if you want hoping for a bomb there. But I'm crossing the Royals off my list.
2: Yeah, I, I do like Benintendi and Melendez as, as well. Two more lefties, both in the 3,800 and 3,900, respectively. I, I like both of those guys, so you could talk me into that little mini stack. But, um, yeah, not, not a full stack situation for me, I don't think.
1: And then on the other side, the Twins going up against Keller. They're expensive, and that's the real problem. I mean, Buxton, I, I'll play every, every single time. On. He's honestly like that guy is – it's fantastic right now, but Keller doesn't give up a ton of fantasy production. Decent ground ball guy. These price tags are just so tough outside of the guys at the bottom. Everyone's pretty much five k or above. I don't know if I want to pay up for that, but we do have the money. Uh, I'm probably going to wait and see where ownership is lying on them. But if they're going to be normally owned, I I, I probably am going to stay away. Yeah, I mean, if if you have the money, I, I do kind of like this spot
2: for them. Um, but, yeah, Sanchez at 5K is tough. Correa, even at 5,500, is like – I know he obviously is very talented and has a ton of talent. But 5,500, he just – he hasn't performed to that level this season. I'm not sure why they got the big bumps. Buxton has certainly earned that price tag. But Sanchez and Correa for sure seem to be a little bit overpriced. Kepler has been underpriced all season and now he seems to be priced appropriately is a little bit price, overpriced in my opinion. So I agree the the pricing seems a little bit off. I do think there's enough value at pitching that, that you can make it happen if you want to do it. Um, and Keller is not a guy I'm scared of. So I, I will certainly have some exposure in Minnesota.
1: All right, moving on to the next game here. we got the Brewers going up against the Cardinals, no total out on it because the Cardinals half the time lie about who's pitching. Um, <laughs> But we got Woodruff going up against what is likely going to be Dakota Hudson. Um, we'll start off with Woodruff here, going up against the Cardinals. The Cardinals going to face a lot of righties here. Woodruff sitting at 9K. He's been a little bit up and down so far this season, or 9.8K rather. Been a little bit up and down this season. Kind of coming together recently here. Um, I don't hate him. There's, I, I think I prefer a few pitchers right around the same price range instead of him, though.
2: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Like, the strikeouts just have seemingly not been there for him. Um, this is a guy who who contends for the Cy Young year after year. Uh, he has not been quite to that level at this point. Uh, I'm trying to pull up his strikeout rate on the fly. Like, he's usually up in that, like, 28 to 30 strikeout range i guess he, he is at 28 percent for the yeah for this
1: he's weekend, he's, so. he's come together a lot but, more recently he just started off very slow with his strikeouts
2: yeah and but he's only been at six strikeouts the last couple of times out too like i don't know I, i'd be looking for seven eight strikeouts in the when you're talking about a 10k salary tag but i think that is still in there i don't know if st louis is the matchup that he goes and finds it so I agree with you. I do like some of the other pitchers better, but Woodruff will absolutely be in my tournament mix. If for some reason he he comes in low owned because people are scared of St. Louis uh, and their low strikeouts, it's a spot that I would attack and go overweight in tournaments.
1: Yeah. And then Dakota Hudson on the other side, super cheap, 5,400. I mean, not a great matchup, not a terrible matchup. Um, any interest in him? The price tag is, is all right. You're
2: probably looking at 85 to 90 pitches from him. Um, Strikeouts are been all the way down at 13% this year. He's walked too many guys uh, walks are up at 11%. I just, I don't think that he is quite all the way back to what he was from his injury. So I probably need to see a little bit more, a big slate and a big slate with, with cheap pitching options as well. So I think there are are better options, even, even with his low $5,400 price tag.
1: Yeah. And then Brewers Bats, I think like McCutcheon, probably a little bit too cheap. They can go Wong. I think you can go Yellich. I think you can go Rowdy. Taylor, if he's in there, 2600 too cheap of a price tag. I don't mind the stack. It's not at the top, but it's a, I think it's a pretty solid one.
2: Yeah, I think they're in play for sure. I did not look at weather in St. Louis. If it's hot in St. Louis, I think that's
1: sixty-nine a, degrees. Uh, nice,
2: but not not so <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, uh, I wish it was a little bit warmer and humid. When it's warm and humid in St. Louis, the ball the ball flies a little bit better. A um, little bit too chilly, I think, to make this a priority. I don't mind it though, especially Tellez and Yelich. They're in the in the four Ks. Think those are fair price tags on those two guys in particular.
1: Yeah, and then Cardinals bats all expensive, like Arnauto, Goldschmidt, Edmund, all over 5K. I have no interest in paying those price tags for him.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, like Woodruff, even though he struggled, he's still a talented pitcher. Um, like even when he's bad, he's he's okay enough. Uh, and I think he's starting to figure some things out. Uh, definitely not playing St. Louis here.
1: Yep. All right, moving on to the next game. we got Toronto going up against the Angels. It's a pick em here. Eight total. Manoa going up against Silseth. Let's start off with Manoa. I mean, 10.2K. This guy's good. Not a great matchup. Not going to go as late as I'd like him to into the game. Um, I think that he's – I'm probably out on him just because I'd rather go Verlander. I'd rather go Woodruff. I'd probably rather go Manea. Um, it's just I don't see a ton of upside at his price tag.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he comes in low owned in the spot because of the matchup and how good the Angels have been on offense. Uh, And I really wanted to like Manoa. I I think like in tournaments, getting a a Manoa under 10% 10 owned on the slate seems really appealing. But I dug into his numbers a little bit, and the strikeouts just have not been there. Um, He's had four strikeouts, four strikeouts, and three strikeouts in his last three. And two of those uh, were against Cincinnati, who strikes out a bunch, and Tampa Bay, who strikes out a bunch. I don't know what's going on with the strikeout stuff. He has an elite slider, which is a great strikeout pitch. He gets a ton of swings and misses with that. So I need to dig into his so his... it's
1: Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. They're going to platoon out a bunch of guys. So I think that's so. He faced a lot it. of lefties. Yeah, Yeah. And I mean, when you have your biggest out pitch is your slider, you're gonna get way more strikeouts going up against righties than you are against lefties. I mean, granted he's not terrible versus lefties, but it's gonna strikeout numbers are gonna come down a little bit. That being said, like he's still Probably only going to be 90 pitches, which he can get there. But, I mean, Verlander has just got a better matchup and is a better pitcher.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair. But I, I do have some interest in Manoa here, and especially if he comes in low-owned. Um, I think, he, think he's in play. I will have more Beaver. I'll have more Verlander for sure. We'll have more Woodruff for sure as well. But if I'm just saying, for a large field tournament, if Manoa's coming in low-owned, I've got some interest here.
1: Yeah, and then on the other side, Silfa, Seth, good pitcher tough matchup i mean granted, we've only seen him play oakland twice so we'll see how he faces against an actual good team i think you can take a tournament flyer on them on him i know that blue jays are very very talented lineup but still seth has been solid overall they're gonna let him go close to 100 pitches 7900 probably not a high enough price tag for his Catalan, in my opinion yeah.
2: I agree with that. Um, Toronto did just put up some runs on Otani, but Otani struck out 10 in that matchup as well. So there, there is some swing and miss in the Toronto lineup. Um, I don't hate it. Uh, I think, I, um, who was the other guy over it was at around eight K and there was one other guy we had slight interest in. I think so Seth would be my favorite in the eight K range.
1: Yeah. And then Toronto bats. Well, I do have some interest in Sil Seth. We don't know how he's going to react going up against an actual good team. Um, Like I said, Toronto may strike out a decent amount, but Bichette, Vlad, Chapman, Springer. I I don't mind a little Toronto stack if it's going to come in at real low ownership because I could see Silva Seth being 10-plus percent owned in the spot.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. And anytime you get a young
1: pitcher making his third career start,
2: um, there's always like a a chance that that he just blows up and, and doesn't have it, comes out, and is completely wild. Throws thirty-five pitches in the first inning, and and you get the bullpen super early in the game. So, that's always in play. Um, the Blue Jays are obviously a talented offense. I know they've been scuffling a little bit lately. Like I mentioned, they did finally have a decent output against Otani uh, yesterday. But I, th- yeah, definitely in
1: play here. All right, and then the Angels on the other side. I mean, Minot's good. If I'm gonna, I don't, I don't think there's anyone I really want to play. I mean, Trout's always in play. Ward's been solid. Rendon but I I I think that Manoa is just too good of a pitcher for me to want to stack or even take one-offs against him at these price tags
2: yeah I'm not going to stack against Manoa I don't mind the lefty power as as one-off so give me Otani or Walsh as a as a one-off but outside of that I'm, I'm definitely not stacking
1: yep all right moving on to the next game we got Houston going up against the Mariners it is a seven total here Verlander versus Flexen Start off with Verlander, top play on the slate. I mean, he's been been very good this year. It looks like his old self. 10.5K is a high price tag, but you can pair him with a cheap pitcher. Up close to 30 in three of the last five starts here. Seattle, solid overall matchup for a pitcher. Verlander is my top option.
2: Yeah, I I would have... Bieber higher point per dollar, but I think he's right there in the conversation. I think he has the highest ceiling on the slate, certainly. Um, he's got a complete game upside. He's got a uh, double-digit strikeout upside. Uh, absolutely one of the top options on the slate.
1: Yep, and then Flexen on the other side. Low strikeout guy going up against a low strikeout team with some power. I have no interest in Flexin.
2: Yeah, no interest. He could be free. You could pay me to play him, and I, I would not play him in this matchup.
1: Yeah, and then Houston. I mean, it's gonna be 59 degrees in Seattle. That's that's kind of what's I would be all over Houston if it weren't for the weather outside and then playing in Seattle. I still like the Houston stack, but I'm not gonna go super heavy on them like I would if it was better weather. But I mean, flexing guy that gives up hard contact, gives up some fly balls. We got Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Brantley, Tucker. Like I still really like all of them. Houston's not my top stack like it would be with good weather, but they're probably in the top three, top four maybe.
2: Yeah, they're, they're way up the board for me. Uh, love Houston in this spot. Matchup great against uh, Flexin. He, like There's going to be a ton of balls in play. Um, Houston doesn't strike out. Flexen doesn't strike anyone out. So, yeah, like tons of balls in play. Good things happen when, the, when balls are put in play. So I'll, I'll be stacking Houston a ton.
1: All right, and then Mariners. Outside of maybe Winker, just because he has a platoon split and he's 3K, I'm I'm just full on fading them. Verlander is too good.
2: Yeah, I agree. We, I like the Winker call as a cheap one-off. Just trying to find a home run, but there's no there's no reason to stack against Verlander.
1: All right, let's move on to the next game. Here we got Texas going up against Oakland, eight and a half or eight total here. John Gray versus Irvin. So we've talked about it already before. John Gray. May not be great, but he's probably better than 5,500. And against the A's, he's definitely way better than 5,500. These are not good. These are going to struggle here. And John Gray, I'm expecting like 20 points out of him here, which at 5,500, I'm going to take 10 out of 10 times.
2: Yeah. I don't know what DK is doing here. Like they, this is clearly a misprice. He uh, was 8,300 like,
1: versus Houston, Houston, and they Houston dropped in his down. last third. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like it doesn't make any sense. 9,400 against the angels before that. Like John Gray is not a great pitcher. I don't really want to play him in DFS, but I'm being forced to play him on this slate because he is a far more talented pitcher than 5,500. He's going to have a full leash, a full allotment of pitches uh, should be around 90 to 95. Uh, so I'm up to 94 in that Houston start. Like any t- any pitcher throwing baseballs, 95 pitches in a in a game for 5500, I have interest in. When it's somebody as talented as John Gray with that kind of a track record, like that, he's just he's he's underpriced, and it's one of the best matchups in baseball.
1: Yep, top overall point per dollar pitcher on the slate, and anyone who argues with that is probably yeah. not. No, John Gray,
2: cool Gray chalk is not going to be delicious. Oh, yeah. I no, think, I mean but- no, yeah.
1: <laughs> the only reason to fade him is like is game theory. Like honestly, yeah, I, I'm, mean, I might and, throw in an A stack today.
2: Yeah, and in tournaments, give give me somebody like uh Whitlock over Gray for sure. But like cash games, I he's he should be eight K in this price, so he's twenty five hundred dollars underpriced.
1: price. Yeah, and then Cole Irvin on the other side. I mean, it's being played in Oakland. He's not a great pitcher. Not terrible, though. He can get it done. He can eat up some innings. He'll get a few strikeouts going up against Texas. I don't I don't hate him at 6500. Again, prefer Whitlock prefer Gray uh, prefer what's his name Um, Springs. But Irvin, I think is in play, especially if he's going to come in a low ownership.
2: Yeah, it's just the upside that I'm I'm worried about. I think Springs has more strikeout upside. Whitlock definitely has more strikeout upside. So now we're talking about three pitchers in the 6K range, and Urban would be the third option for me. Just not sure how much of them I need. Um, I, I, he's a fine pitcher. He's probably better than, than 6,500, and I don't hate the matchup, but don't know that I'll need him on the slate.
1: Yeah, and then on the other side, Texas bats. I mean, Simeon's under 4K. Garver's under 4K. Garcia's under 4K. I think any one of those righties are fine, Um, but I hate the ballpark. I hate playing guys in Oakland every single time. So outside of those three is cheaper one-offs. I'm probably out on Oakland or on Texas bats.
2: Yeah. um, Garver and and Simeon, their prices, I I do like quite a bit. Um, Heim also, depending on who's in the lineup or both of them crack the lineup. Um, But yeah, I, I don't love stacking. Urban is a control guy gets a decent amount of ground ball, so i don't love the stack but i i think there's a couple pieces here you can put together for a mini stack
1: yeah then oakland side there's no reason to ever play oakland except for the fact that john gray is going to be 60 percent owned <laughs> and so it's strictly a game theory like i do not expect they have a 3.3 implied run total it's being played in one of the worst hitting ballparks in the league but just the fact that John Gray is going to be so heavily owned. I don't hate a full A stack in tournaments.
2: Yeah, from a game theory perspective, that makes a ton of sense. Um, they're really cheap too. So, like, if you play a an Oakland a full stack of Oakland, you you can pay up for Verlander and Bieber easily. You can go up to Verlander and uh, Woodruff if that's what you want to do. Like, you're going to be able to do whatever you want with the other spots in your lineup. So. You get get plenty of leverage and the freedom to put some really high upside plays and into those other spots.
1: Yep. All right. Moving on to the next game. Here we got the Dodgers going up against the Diamondbacks. We have a nine total here. Um, I can never remember how to pronounce this la- guy's last name. Um, Pepio
2: I believe it is. Pepio
1: Yeah. I'm not great with French names. Um, <laughs> going up against Baumgartner. Any interest in Pepio at nine point nine k?
2: So as underpriced as John Gray is, Ryan Beppio is is that overpriced. So, uh, I think he's a talented pitcher, but I am definitely not paying almost 10k
1: for him on this slate. Yep, and I'm not paying for Bumgarner going up against the Dodgers. No, terrible spot for him. Um, no thanks. Yeah, and is due for some negative regression. Like, do we? I don't think the dome's going to be open. It's 100 degrees there. If the dome's open. Um, I'm gonna check real quick. You go ahead and talk to me about the Dodgers. I'm gonna check to see if the dome's open. Yeah, I mean, just one of
2: the top offenses on the slate. Um, super talented. They are expensive, but we've talked about plenty of ways to save some money. Um, you you could go down at pitching into that six k range. There are multiple options. If you if you like, it's been really hard to full stack the Dodgers all year long. I think it's pretty easy to do on this slate if you just play Gray and Whitlock with a full Dodger stack. You're not going to be different in tournaments. I think p- plenty of people will do that, uh, but it, it is absolutely viable on this slate. The
1: dome is going to be open.
2: Oh, man, the Dodgers are, yeah. Um, maybe some of those other 6K pitchers, like a Cole Irvin, like a, as a way to get just not build the Whitlock, uh, Whitlock gray and a, and a full Dodger stack, maybe some of those other pitchers we talked about in the 6K range are going to be viable tournament pivots just because I love that construction so much.
1: Yeah, Dodgers, right up with my favorite favorite stack on the I mean, dome open. Baumgartner is not good. I stack against him constantly and never really seems to work out. But I am doing it again. I don't care. Uh, stack them up, real simple. Everyone, even even Freeman with the lefty lefty. I don't hate just because Freeman's so good. Then on the other side with the dome open, um, Pepier I, I don't know i think they're gonna go low owned. i love the weather any interest in a diamondback stack because i'm kind of a little interested in it
2: i didn't have interest until you said the dome was going to be open um i think pepio is a pretty good pitcher he was decent at his first time out uh, let me look at their pricing here because i kind of kind of wrote them yeah they're they're not super cheap but again we've kind of talked about it the whole the whole podcast it like you're gonna be able to do whatever you want because there are plenty of places to save money. You can do it at pitching. You can find some value one offs uh, with the bats. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna be hundred degrees in Arizona. The ball should be flying with the dome open. And um, it, it, it's a young pitcher. So it's kind of that same thing we talked about. Like their their consistency is gonna be uh, not as strong in at the beginning of their career. So he could absolutely have a bad outing. Maybe you get a, a long man out of the Dodgers bullpen. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I don't love the pricing on it, but like a Christian Walker at 4,700 is fine. Pavin Smith at 3,800, be okay with that. And they they will put a couple of other bats in there um, where you can save some money and get in the bar shows and, and Marte as well. Um, like Alec Thomas has been playing quite a bit here recently. He's 3,300. McCarthy has been the other platoon outfielder at 2,800. So yeah, I mean, you talked me into it. I wasn't, I wasn't on Arizona hardly at all, but uh, yeah. I will have some exposure here.
1: All right. Moving on to the last game of the night, we got the Pirates going up against the Padres. We have a seven total. Quintana going up against Manea. Jose Quintana been pretty solid so far this season. Sitting at 8.3K, this Padres lineup isn't what it used to be. Um, It's not an awful matchup here. He just keeps putting up decent numbers start after start. 8.3 8.3 K. I still don't think I can do it, but I mean, I'm not going to judge anyone for playing him. I, I cannot play him as a
2: Cubs fan who watched this guy scuffle the last couple of years in Chicago and seeing what Dylan Cease has been doing this year for the White Sox, who, who gave up from him. I'm, I'm not a Jose Quintana fan. Um, good for him for his start to the season, but I don't, I don't think he is that good of a pitcher uh, tough matchup against San Diego. I, I'm definitely not playing him on the slate.
1: Yeah, and then Manea, I think he's pretty solid. I mean, it's matchup going up against the Pirates. Manea, been a little bit up and down this season, but his strikeout stuff has been there pretty much every single start. He's had five-plus strikeouts. Again, Pirates, a solid overall matchup. I prefer Verlander. I might have him above Woodruff, definitely below Bieber, but I think is in play, and he's not going to be heavily owned. It's going to be 65 degrees over in San Diego. I don't mind him.
2: Yeah, I, I like Manaya. a good, good amount here. Um, he's like he, he had that one random outing with 12 strikeouts. I don't expect something like that. Uh, but I think you could get eight or nine strikeouts here in this matchup against Pittsburgh um, for 10K. I'll, I'll take that. He has one of the longest leashes in baseball. Great matchup against Pittsburgh. Decent pitchers park in San Diego. I think everything lines up for him. Uh, you mentioned like Verlander. And, and Woodruff and Beaver are probably all coming in higher on than Manaya, So I think he he makes for a, a great tournament pivot. I'll, I'll definitely be heavily exposed.
1: All right. And then on the pirate side of things, I don't – Manaya is too good. Yeah, okay. I agree. Good, good control, good ground
2: balls. Not, not a pitcher I like to stack against at all.
1: Yep, yep. And then Padres bats, I mean, Machado is fine. That's really all I have interest in.
2: Yeah, I have a little more interest in the San Diego bats. I love Machado. I think he is one of the top options on the slate. Dude's been really good this year, um, has crushed left-handed pitching this season. Uh, I So 5,100 for Machado seems a little bit underpriced, probably about 500 underpriced. I'm, Quintana has control and he has some ground balls, so I don't know that I'll full stack it. I just I, I love Machado as a one-off. You could talk me into some Will Myers, who's cheap, some Luke Voigt, who's cheap. Um, Austin Nola is a cheap catcher. Like, I, I may end up stacking San Diego. I'm interested here. I've got to dig into Quintana's numbers a little bit and see just how lucky he's been getting and what, and how much of that is real. Um, but no matter what, I, I do love the cheap cheap power bats from Myers and Voigt. And I think Machado is one of my favorite plays on the slate.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, all right, let's get to the morning grind game and then get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got? Uh,
2: it's Garrett Whitlock for me. I love that matchup against Baltimore. Uh, young guy with who's flashed some big strikeout stuff already. Uh, was Had big surf, strikeout stuff in the bullpen last year. It has translated to the rotation as well now that they've stretched him out a little bit. So I, I love Garrett Whitlock today.
1: All right, I'll just go with the easy one, John Gray. <laughs> um, pitcher over Oak. 8K to get 15, less than 15 points. Who's your top race bust? Uh, I had Eflin
2: written down, but they actually swapped that to Falter. So let me find a new one here real quick on the fly. Um, We just, Jose Quintana. I I just don't believe what he's doing. I I think this is a bad matchup um, against San Diego. So give me Quintana.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Pepe. Pepe, whatever his name is. <laughs> Gosh, I don't know why I struggle with that so much. Um, high price bat to hit home run. Uh, give me Machado 5100 against Quintana. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with bets. Um, bat under 4k to get two or more hits. Who you got? Um, we like that Boston stack a
2: good amount. Kike uh, Hernandez had a nice game, he's still only 3500. I like the spot for Kike.
1: I'm gonna go with Nelly Cruz. Show he'll show some, uh, all right, some some of his old stuff. The, the old man. All right, any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here? Uh,
2: nope, I don't think I have anything else. I'll definitely have an article up over on Scores and Odds, so make sure you check yeah, that out. Yeah, you've been in the... <laughs> Thank you, man. Um, shout out to Justin Carlucci. Also, he was four and zero on his props again last night. Dude is 15 and one over his last 16 props. The the premium picks that he's written up for scores and odds. You're crushing over there at scores and odds. Like just the whole team over there is, is just doing awesome. So if you guys aren't checking out scores and odds, you're, you're doing something wrong
1: You making bad life choices. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yes. you will get signed up. Plus. I mean, if you want 20 bets a day, generally in the action lounge, I've got, I've got bets going all the time all day long. Yes, yeah. sir. Go check it out. Keith. Thanks for joining me. It's been fun. Stevie will be back next week. We're out of here. See you, kids.